Welcome to Off-Ball Banter, presented by Kalamazoo FC. I'm your host, Elliot Miller, and today we've got Cruz and Caleb along the table with us. Shout out yogurt pretzels. <laughs> Welcome, fellas. Yogurt pretzels. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Quarantine snack, baby. It's good seeing everybody again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good seeing you too, it's, my guy. It's yeah, it's been a while. Fit with your little log cabin workout. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's innovation at its finest, I guess. <laughs> True. We had a chop down tree and had to make a fitness center since all the rest are closed. Hundred <laughs> percent organic, non GMO workout center. You know, yep. it's what the people want. All right. Yeah. So uh, getting into the podcast for today, wanted to chat about and Caleb. I think you're going to be a great person to kind of ask for this topic is the decision for NPSL to cancel their season. Um, I know that there was a lot of discussion on what the best route would be for all the clubs associated with NPSL. Um, but could you kind of take us behind the scenes as far as how the decision was made, uh, given your position as a NPSL league rep? Um, I will say a lot of the decision was made between the board of directors, which is usually people that have teams in our league, um, or yeah, teams in our league. And then there's, you know, obviously a certain set of them, um, where I was included into the conversation was really trying to gauge where our conference was specifically. Um, just obviously that's all I really have control of in, in terms of communication with those teams. So, um, yeah, I mean the league, there was a lot of different issues that, that were brought up. One was that there's a huge social impact that, you know, we need to be responsible for. Um, and that we actually have to to try to to eliminate this threat that's around. I mean, we do host games. I mean, some teams, you know, for us, for example, we average, you know, 1,000 people, 1,200 people per game. I mean, that's a lot of people. And, it's, you know, you think about that, and it's just a limited – there's a level of exposure that we have a direct impact on. Um, and so that was a big issue. The other issue was, well, the largest one that – I think I got out of other to talking to other teams and whatnot mm-hmm. was that we don't know when this is going to end. I mean, there's teams that, you know, we have big issues with trying to get rentals for playing fields. We have a very good relationship with the city. Um, they work with us tremendously. So for us, it didn't really affect us. Um, you know, we really had a good setup no matter what. So that was nice, but there's teams that, you know, they play at high schools and they can't play there because the school's canceling on them. They're not giving them the field. So mm-hmm. for them, the issue was then, if we're going to have a season at all, are we going to have a field? And if we're not going to, if we are going to have a field, will we maybe be able, or will we maybe be able to not sell beer there because of the venue change? Will we not be able to do this and that? So there's just these huge issues um, with, you know, still paying out expenses and, and dues until without any guarantee of there actually being any return. Mm-hmm. So, for us, you know, for teams like in MLS and even bigger, bigger leagues above us, they have a little bit more, I think, of a fiscally stable position. Whereas we, we operate in such few or in so few months, just in the summer with collegiate players who go back and they report in late summer. You know, we really, we've limited that market. And that's a market that we entered into knowing that. 
and you know, you just can't predict something like this happening. So um, it's, it was a really unique position. They, I do know that the league took a lot of time. They really communicated with us liaisons pretty well. Um, and they took into considerations of every team in the league, which is, you know, 95 teams. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Like, I mean, it's a lot of information to gather. So 95 uh, teams, you they, said? Yeah, 95 teams. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a big league. Because I heard um, you talk about our the, the conference. So who, how many yeah. teams are just in KZFC's conference? Because I'm so, not, I just don't know. Yeah, so we're in the Great Lakes Conference. We have seven okay. teams. It's us, Muskegon Risers. Um, <laughs> let me go through this list. I'm going to forget so much. FC uh, Indiana, Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne. FC Indiana, okay. Fort Wayne. Toledo already said Fort Wayne. Um, gotcha. FC Carpathia and FC Columbus. Okay. So those are the Toledo Villa. we compete against. Yeah, Toledo Villa. Um, so that's just seven of them, but yeah, we're, we're one of the most competitive ones. So for us, I mean, this, this means a lot because we have a lot. I mean, everything's on the line for us. Like we really want to get wins. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's how our organization operates and all the other ones do in our conference too. So what's been the, I know that there's been some alternatives talked about within NPSL to kind of host some form of a season be later in the summer potentially and what has that kind of looked like um we're not going to talk about that okay fair fair. (laughs) well um there is interest from some teams i will say that Uh, yeah we don't want to announce anything but until at least the sanctions are removed Mm -hmm. or not the sanctions the what do you want to call them the the governor's restrictions yeah the restrictions well not even the the federal level Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can't even play games. I think it's still April 30th is what I think it's at right now. Um, so we wouldn't even be able to do that until then anyway. But, yeah, there there is something. There's some teams that are interested in doing something late summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's really all the information I can give out at this point. You know what? Let me go close this door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the challenges from doing a podcast in, in your own place, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds for station identification. This is Off Ball yeah. Banter presented by Everyone Kalamazoo Everyone queue into the Corn Tapes mixtape coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> so how is the, um, and this is something that I'm genuinely curious about because uh, this happened recently, but what's the communication been with the players that have already kind of signed with uh, Kalamazoo FC? Um, yeah, it really depends on the players. Like the local guys, if we can do, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't want to talk about it too much. But if we mm-hmm. can do that late summer session, the local guys still want to play. Mm-hmm. They can still get touches in before they have to go back to school. So for anything, you know, and the because here's a, another thing to say before this: there's no teams that are playing right now, mm-hmm. right? There's no NPSL teams that are that have the ability to roster these guys, and any teams that are going to play, which we'll just wait until those end up probably ending here or canceling the next two weeks. But with that, there's nowhere these guys can get competitive touches. And I think that's a huge issue for them. So, you know, for the local guys, they can still play a little bit, right? They can still get active at the end of the summer if we do this. Um, So for them, we're staying in contact, just letting them know, you know, every day, um, you know, this is a possibility. Just keep them updated. But it's like I just told you guys, we got to wait until a little later date so we can get more information. But, um, for the guys that we had committed, you know, that are out of state, out of country, uh, the unfortunate thing is that that's just how the cookie crumbles. Like, I mean, we got 
we have nothing we can do. You know, we can't just bring them here and house them and, and not play or even train. So um, it, it really is unfortunate. I know that it, it kind of broke Dave's heart, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, Yeah, I was hoping that you'd kind of touch upon that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks for me, too. It yeah. sucks for me because, you know, you put so much work into this, and this is our first, like, full year-round season. Last year, we kind of joined in late. So, I mean, for us as an organization, this was essentially our year to uh, make a big change. But, um, yeah, I mean – Dave is all about giving back to the community, as am I, and, and Colin as well as and Jason, our trainer. And, um, you know, so to be able to go and have our beneficiaries for each game and to go out and go to the charity events, and we love that stuff. We eat it up. Like, it, it, that's where we want to be every day. <laughs> we can avoid going to trainings and just go to that every day. We do that. So having that taken away from us, it, it really kind of hurt Dave. Um, a lot but you know we're all about the bounce back and we're about moving forward so um, that's where we're at now and we're just trying to find new ways to stay relevant and you know engage with the community and help as much as we can mm-hmm. on that note I'm wondering are you is the club Dave or any of you guys doing anything to help either with the keeping the community engaged as far as like um, help with COVID or just in, in general on your like Facebook page, you know, like what do you, what's the club doing? Yeah. So we've, <laughs> it's been kind of difficult figuring out how we can help because you have to stay away from people, you know, yeah. so like, um, but one thing that we're doing is we ordered 3000, you know, the protector shields that they click in and out when they go in, in and out of rooms. Yeah. We ordered 3000 of those. Um, so we're going to be delivering those to the hospitals. We may get another order as well. Um, you know, it's got a little KZFC sticker on top of it. <laughs> you, know, you know, Dave, we couldn't have missed that opportunity. Yeah, Dave, so of we're course. We're sending in 3,000 of those with uh, potentially more coming in. Um, we also opened up a forum, which we're trying to get a little bit more traffic on there. Okay. Um, but we opened up a forum for the community where, you know, if anyone's got any ideas or, uh, you know, so say it's drawing or whatever it is, and you want to put it into the community forum, say, oh, this is a new little tutorial for you guys to do. You know, it's an open forum. There's, there's no, like, it doesn't have to be soccer-related or fitness-related. Um, so that's at calmsfc.com backslash community central. So, um, you know, if anyone has the – actually, backslash community, I changed it. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, if anyone's got the opportunity, go check that out. But we're trying to to find new ways to to help people, just to pass information and the good information on, especially the bad information. I think we all get enough of that um you know we're just trying to find new ways of new new light in this weird um you know what to call it weird time i guess definitely speaking of um kind of kalamazoo fc and what we've kind of been doing i know with the last podcast we had brandon by on and Mm -hmm. he was recently just announced as the number two um most notable (laughs) npsl um player in history so that was a kind of huge plug and um obviously a huge congratulations for b by um on that accomplishment and i know that he's probably itching to get back to the field as we all are but um you know even in the off season we're or in this off time we're able to find something that uh he's able to you know succeed at so who was number one i was i'm curious i don't think they've announced number one oh they haven't okay yeah (laughs) that's why i don't know Um, yeah, we were really stoked to see Brandon get that. Obviously, you know, he's pretty close to, to us as a team and his friends as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've been in contact with him and just kind of chatting about it. But 
about that specifically i think that it's just it's super cool like yeah <laughs> at the time where there's no exposure to really anything even mls related um it's awesome to get an award like that and he completely deserves it i mean that man's work ethic is un- unbelievable mm-hmm. and uh, i think we've seen that you know with him carrying that onto the mls level you know we obviously had our uh interview with him cruz and i you know what was that a couple weeks ago yeah but yeah. uh you know he just proves in that that means the guy just the guy's a workhorse and uh you know, he really he really deserves that so we were super stoked to see him get that yeah yeah that was yeah definitely big congratulations to be by for listening um know that we were all rooting for you and we're glad to see you get that award would have been nice to get you that number one but you know the silver's not too bad tasting either so number one in our hearts yeah (laughs) that's all it counts right (laughs) hey i'm curious too guys because one of the things that i've been doing because i'm I'm sure you guys can relate like just missing soccer being on the the field or whatever but uh colin and i last night were watching old uh uefa champions league matches yeah dude and i saw on elliot's instagram that he's got him scoring that really sweet goal i think it's that (laughs) that last minute goal that you were talking about on another podcast yeah yeah legendary goal there (laughs) my my question for you caleb is 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 there a way to stream old kzfc games is that uh an opportunity that you guys have talked about at all how how would that look so i'm gonna get a little triggered by this one but um (laughs) <laughs> there is a way to stream some matches. Okay. This year, and this is why I was going to get a little heated. Um, this year, this was our first year doing a full live stream setup. <sighs> like every game would have been completely recorded, could play, could play back whenever you wanted. Um, yeah. So, okay. Like I said, it's our year of change. But um, yes, there you can actually watch that DCFC game back. Okay, um, I believe it's on their YouTube channel, which is I, I think DCFC. Or I might have like to that, just but... watch that goal again because I was like, "Dang, <laughs> he's the real <laughs> deal." Because I haven't seen Elliot, so... you know, Elliot playing, you know. So, Cruz, if you want that clip, I'll just send it to you. There you go. There you go. I'll just play it on repeat the whole yeah. day. You've got to go to minute about like what ninety two. Yeah, I think yeah. It was further. It was deep into the game. I saw. I was yeah. like, oh, man, yeah, it was late. By far the best moment of my playing career. <laughs> so for everyone that doesn't know, Elliot scored a goal again in our game, first game against DCFC in Detroit. And I was at home watching this game uh, on their live stream. And this, I was, you know, I'm obviously, I'm on edge. I'm on edge. This, is, <laughs> this was kind of early in the season too. Yeah, it was our second and, game. Uh, yeah. and um, We had at Ann Arbor guy, and then at DCFC and in front of – around 5,500 fans at DCFC. Yeah, it wasn't a bad show, that's for sure. This guy puts it over the keeper (laughs) from the left side of the box running in, and I literally almost broke my computer getting up off (laughs) I swear, I, I I literally jumped up and like caught my computer and then like set it down and ran around the house. I was just going crazy. <laughs> it was sweet, but uh, yeah, yeah. What a what a goal by the guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the opportunity presented itself, and it was. I'm just glad I t- was able to take advantage of it. It's funny because, um, yeah, all these Instagram challenges, uh, and that's obviously what that was. Um, mm-hmm. Why I posted that. But it's yeah, funny right. because you, know you just wanted to post it for the flesh. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, uh, it was funny because the uh, some of the people that reached out uh, to after that video when I posted it, it was funny. Um, Jake Vansky, he was the one who assisted that goal with the diving header. Yeah, he obviously had rocket. Yeah, he obviously had to uh, 
had to mention himself to me uh, with that <laughs> on what a beautiful header. So definitely give props to Jake for just putting his body on the line for it. Um, yeah. But it was funny as well because uh, Mike Garrett, the former Kalamazoo FC owner, he also uh, messaged me back. And it was funny because uh, his message back to me was great first touch. That's what made the goal. <laughs> They're just so coach, so coach like. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, just great opportunity. So that's the most I... realist comment I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> yeah. If any of you guys haven't seen the clip, check it out here. I'm put it in there. <laughs> oh, okay. love it, love it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was just cracking up at some of the responses from it. Because um, yeah, Jake's was obviously. I mean, you got to know the guy, but he's just a firecracker of a lad. Um, and then Mike Gertz was just uh, vintage as well. Yeah, I would expect nothing less. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest part about that, though, was because um, I didn't start that game, but I think they were planning on using me, I think, as a halftime sub. And then um, they're like, oh, keep warming up, keep warming up as half as the second half came on. And so I was literally with Jason the whole second half just waiting to come on. And uh, so I was like nice and warm just because I was warming up for about half an hour uh, yeah, so. that whole second <laughs> half. And then, um, no, it was a cool experience though, because uh, my brother and my father were there. Um, they made the trip up from Indiana. And then there was also some of, so I, the past two years, um, I coached the Central Michigan University men's and women's club teams. Well, the past two years for women's, past year for men's. And um, some of uh, my players were actually were at the game as well. Um, so that was kind of cool to get to play in front of them. Yeah, and sweet, sweet. have that experience with them. So, Coach Elliott making moves out here. Yeah, I had to show them I still know what I'm kind of talking about. <laughs> I would say you proved that for sure then. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I know. This is the stuff that we miss about this season with it being canceled is kind of the moments like this, especially with how the club was uh, set up to, you know, perform a standing-wise, and it looked like it was going to be a hell of a season. Yeah, and you guys had all these cool measures, too, to do, like, you know, live stream. That I mean, I see. I could see why Caleb's kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know, triggered, like he said. So it's kind of... Yeah, hard. dude, big trigger. I guess, too, I'm, I'm curious, Caleb and, and Elliot, too, you, you know, both of you guys weigh in. But what do you think right now, um, not only, you know, with uh, Kamas UFC and other teams in the MPSL, but what do you think are some some learning points that just, you know, the, the global community of... of of, of soccer could take right now to, to better themselves as the, in the next season though. Granted it, you know, happens later on and, or when it can happen. You mean like in, in a situation like this? Yeah. In a situation like this. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting how, yeah. I mean, as you go up the ladder, if you will, mm -hmm. um, how different clubs are handling it. I mean, EPL obviously is one of the most heavily broadcasted leagues in the world. And so we get a lot of information about how EPL clubs are handling it. Um, and I think that, you know, there's just, when you get to organizations that large, there's so many factors that tie into, you know, the season and how they handle this um, compared to NPSL. I think the one thing that I really kind of Caleb mentioned it earlier is how 
NPSL made the decision and kind of had the foresight so that we didn't have to keep delaying, delaying and try to, you know, come up with a short-term plan. I think that they made the best decision in a, with a long-term perspective with the information that they had. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we get farther into this decision, it's looking better and better that they made the call when they did. Um, compared to where the EPL, it's been, all right, we're delaying, we're delaying, and they're uh, still trying to get their games in. Um, and obviously a lot of le- professional leagues, because there's just so much money at stake, are trying to get their games in. Um, but you look at Belgium, like they they called off the season and ended it where it was at and crowned a champion and then uh, the Champions League spots and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of learning just, I mean, in the global game within itself. Um, but taking a step back also from even the professional, semi-professional game, also looking at the youth game, because there's a lot of youth players that, as far as development goes, I mean, think about what the past two months we've essentially been affected by this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of development where kids aren't getting, you know, that competitive play, the coaching that they probably need in order to make the next steps. So, um, I mean, you look at it, say you have a young high school athlete and when that group of players is trying to get recruited for college or or, um, trying to play at the next level, what is that going to, is there going to be a talent gap because they missed out on two, three, possibly even six months, who knows, of quality coaching, quality play. Um, So I think that even boiling it down to the youth game, it's going to be really interesting to see how we learn. And I, I, yeah, it's tough to see how changes are going to be made because this is just such a phenom as far as a scenario, but there's a lot of factors. Yeah. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you, help them continue that development. That was a good point. I didn't even thought of that. So yeah. Coach Elliot coming through again with his wisdom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just something that there, obviously there's a lot of tension on the professional game because of the money at stake and the players For involved. Sure. But um, yeah, and it, obviously there's a lot of creative coaches out there that YouTube videos or um, like the video sessions, kind of like what we're doing to record this podcast. Um I've seen that toilet paper juggling contest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, those are all great, like, uh, you know, outlets for players to kind of participate in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you kind of need that competitive play to yeah. take your game uh, to try to improve. And so it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to learn. Um, there's a lot of adversity right now, but, you know, it just means that we can pick ourselves up. For yeah. sure. It's been a, like, especially with the youth, I think that was a great point that you made was the potential talent gap, which is, it's kind of scary. Like, I mean, it can shake up a lot of things in, in the world soccer. I mean, it's not, it's not just a U.S. thing, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that maybe can come out of this positively is that players now are, you know, they're at home just working on their touch. Like, it is developing players in a different way. You know, they're obviously mm-hmm. not getting that competitive side of the game. Um, but they are still getting, like, I mean, from what I've seen from the players that I know, they're still doing at-home touch training. You know, and, and really, it's it looks like it's getting better. So um, I think that's one of the positive sides of this situation. 
Definitely a good time for creativity on uh, mm -hmm. how you're going to try to maintain a high level of competitiveness. And yeah, and apparently that... your fitness too with your gym, man. Holy mackerel. I was so yeah. inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh... yeah. so we had some uh, just logs laying around and had a pulley system and some other just miscellaneous, uh, you know, hard hardware. <laughs> so created a all natural gym um, in my backyard. So, getting back in one with nature and trying For to get sure. good fitness pump in. So, <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, if anybody needs some uh, at home fitness ideas, let me know because I can give you a, how I created the. <laughs> yeah, that would be gym. awesome. At Elliot Miller Fitness Center now. Yeah. There you go. I know. You should just make tutorials with that. So, it probably wouldn't meet OSHA certification <laughs> or uh, regulations, but. <laughs> You know, they're not coming around right now, so. Yeah. Six feet away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because we're talking about fitness, too, I imagine, because I know soccer zone, nobody's playing right now um, in Kalamazoo. Nobody's uh, allowed in because of the, the restrictions and whatnot. Um, but my, my girlfriend, she does CrossFit, and her gym is doing some kind of online videos for some of their members. Is is the KZFC Fitness Center doing anything like that, Caleb, that you're, you know of or that, you know, Jason's doing to help his folks out? Uh, yeah, so we're actually going to start posting on the community forum every okay. week. We're going to be doing posting workouts um, cool. and try to get some people active on that. Uh, I mean, for any of our clients, we send them we send them workouts. So Right on. I mean, it's obviously not the like the most ideal time if your real big thing is to go into the gym, you know, have that person-to-person that -person contact with your trainer. Um, it's obviously not a, the most ideal situation for that, but... Uh, we do. I mean, if you're our client or if you want to be a new client, we are still offering, um, you know, exercises to people and, and still keeping you engaged with yourself. So cool. Yeah. I think that's a huge key part is trying to replicate it as much as possible while yeah. you don't have everything quite at your disposal. Right. Yeah. Weird times. I mean, for everybody. Yeah, that's facts. But I mean, I've, I've never experienced anything. It's only any of us have. So, yeah. I mean, this is just kind of like the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be our prior generational defining so, moment, you know? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's it was just such a crazy ripple effect because, you know, I told you guys that. And, and for those that, um, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't mind sharing this over the web, you know, but, you know, my, my girlfriend's dad last night likely has COVID-19. And he was just over at our house helping us move in, you know, changing out some of our light sockets. And then it's like, you know, we had Colin just move in the day. Colin, uh, who works for KZSC, is, is a roommate of ours. And, you know, then you think a ripple effect of all those people you came into contact with. And it's you just have these mixed emotions of, you know, you don't want to be angry at that person because, you know, that you just you can't know if you're if you're sick or because you, you could you could be a carrier, not have any symptoms, completely asymptomatic. And then you, then it comes into like worry, anxiety and fear. And how do you kind of overcome those emotions to not? Yeah lash yeah. out and, and have these reactive sort of actions is, is really difficult for me and i think you know all of us in the house are, are struggling with it too because do we self-quarantine do we do this? so how do you get also that unified message from a reliable source of, of what to do so and luckily you know board just was up that for us um i do want to give a shout out to them and, and our other local hospital system here in kalamazoo uh, bronson for 
all the great work all those frontline folks are doing. So, yeah, but, yeah, I yeah, I can only echo what you guys are saying of these crazy times. It is it'll be a generational. Um, yeah. How have you two been uh, passing the time? Have you been? I know for myself, I'll just to give an example, but uh, there's been it's been pretty awesome actually having this much downtime, I guess. Um, a, I've been helping my parents kind of revamp the house because they're going to be moving soon. But also I've been chatting with people who like, I haven't chatted with since high school or um, even at college. Um, so it's been kind of cool reconnecting with a bunch of people that, uh, you know, not, that I normally don't get to chat with. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've been <laughs> just learning a bunch of new like Photoshop skills and, um, I got super bored one day and just decided to start making music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm just doing like these positive things, man. And I think that it's really good that I, I see a lot of people doing the same thing too, you know, just picking up old traits or, or not old traits, old hobbies. Um, I see more people going out now that the parks are closed here, from what I understand. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, just seeing more people outside, just living a healthier lifestyle. Um, I think it's it's been awesome because I've mm-hmm. obviously been trying to to do that as much as possible and keep my distance from people. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I, I still work remotely from home during the week, um, so I, I'm working still, um, doing a lot of great projects and uh, professional development. So that that's been really great uh, because. Uh, I'm a dietitian, so I'm I'm interested in all things food and <laughs> how you communicate with people through food. So uh, it's been great to see all of these. Uh, organizations put out some of those professional development, whether it's like, uh, you know, how to cook um, the, the latest trends on, on you know, all types of things, health. Uh, so that's been really great, but I, I, I'm always cooking too, whether it's, <laughs> whether we're in self quarantine or not, you can tell Colin, I, I've actually cooked him some pretty sweet things. Kyle was already saying, he was like, dude, Cruz was whipping up. this food. So <laughs> I was like, Oh man. Like, I, I had to test him a little bit. I told him, I was like, yeah, we moved him in, and I was like, "Listen, if you want to eat with us, um, you know, like I, he didn't, he didn't look like he had, this dude came with like some ramen. He was like, listen, it's not, we're not flying with that. I'll teach you to make your own ramen or something. You know, you could still use the noodles and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I usually cook. You know, you have to ultimately decide like what kind of a cook you are. You know what I'm saying? There's just not people that are going to spend three hours in the kitchen. You know, so that's just not yeah. realistic for them. And I completely hear them out. For me, it's. I was watching this. Another thing I've been doing is watching a heck, a heck of a lot of TV. I'm sure you guys have. Um, but one of my favorite series on Netflix is all about like chefs and, and, um, and on, we got Disney plus too. Yeah. Chef's table. Oh, let's go. Yeah. So we, I was watching this, I was watching this one about this like Korean monk and she said, you know, cookie for me is a meditation. And for me, it's that I can kind of zone out and do my thing and make something delicious. Unless it turns out bad, then I get really upset and you'll hear me cursing <laughs> in the kitchen probably. But uh, yeah, that's just a little... the ramen noodles. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. Uh, cooking is definitely therapeutic for me. And yeah. I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What, what's uh, been your top meal that you've made, would you say, while we've been quarantined? Wow, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's this thing I made last night. So, uh, full disclosure: my girlfriend and I are completely plant based. We try to eat um, as close to vegan as possible, and uh, I did that for a variety of reasons. But uh, last night, I, I did the spin on 
it's been this you guys will have to uh search on instagram but it's kind of this one of those great insta worthy culinary creations they're called tacos de birria um and what it is it's generally made with beef okay. and you make you kind of like make this broth ultimately by so you start by browning these you know this beef or lamb and then you generally will put like a, a liquid of uh, chilies and spices and whatnot and then slow cook that for a really long time yeah and i just got instant pot for or, um for christmas so i did it a lot quicker in that but i made my own vegan meat i put it in there and i made this and then what you do is is you like separate the, the meat from the, the broth that you make mm -hmm. and then you make a taco with you know whatever you want in it and then you dip it in the in the broth and it was just, I was surprised it tasted as good as it did without the meat. <laughs> but I mean, that took me like four hours. So uh, that just tells you how crazy I am <laughs> you know, to, to do all that. But no, that, was, that. that was pretty good. You'll have to ask Colin or, or Big Cat how it was. But he, he was eating it up. I was surprised. Like, you know, I told him because we don't, eat, you know, it, it could be a change to try to try to do some of those, uh, you know, substitutions when you go like that. So yeah. I'm proud of him for trying it out and whatnot. But I feel like Colin's pretty nonchalant that. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you got food? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or I cook for myself. Yeah. What about you guys? You guys been cooking up anything good lately? I made some baked mac and cheese uh, the other day. So that was pretty good. Um and I just had um, just picked up some yeast from the uh, store because uh, when I lived in South Carolina for a year, um, I got really into like making my own breads from scratch. Oh, dude! And so that's something that I'm looking at um, revamping again. Send uh, me a recipe, man. <laughs> I can. I uh, I've got a pretty good uh, pizza dough recipe um, that is like very similar to I'd say like DiGiorno style. But yeah, either that or like an artisan bread. Um, yeah, I really enjoy kind of making that kind of um, spending that time in the kitchen. Good stuff. So, but yeah, you know, it's time to be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's been the the, the thing that I, you can take away the most is just kind of being able to sit with yourself more and just and see what the things that are worth you know, continuing to do or, or revisiting has been something that's really positive for sure. Yeah. And I think if I you don't... A, that spring roll recipe cruise. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I did. Like yeah. Buttered curd or whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good, that dipping. Yeah, I brought that over to your guys' <laughs> house a while yeah, back. Yeah. Make a grown man cry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't make enough, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, my gosh, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a great time for people to like if they have been wanting to try like a new hobby or skill, like this is the time to do it. But mm -hmm. then again, if you've got other things going on, like just take a seat back and relax because <laughs> this is more downtime yeah. than yeah. most people have ever had. So um, I feel like there shouldn't be pressure for people to try new things if they like are stressed out about everything else going on. But mm -hmm. we should do also a great like, opportunity. A collaboration design, Elliot. There you go. There we go. I like this. We'll start a cooking class uh, demo. Hey, hey I, speaking of that, actually, you should like just film your film your cooking, dude, and just put it in the forum. Yeah, I can I can whip something up, some things that I'll make on the regular. Um, I'll go on the cruise. I'd be happy. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could. We could totally do that. I'm, I'm about it. Um, and Sweet. 
if people, you know, it's, yeah. if it's they're messaging you, you know, the page directly or have any cooking questions, I, I'd be happy to help out the best way I can. I'm not a chef by any means, you know what I'm saying? People, I don't know. I think you set yourself up. <laughs> yeah, I did, but, you know, I just have a lot of respect for that word. So that's why I don't like to, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Like one time I work at Va Kalamazoo Valley. I want to, you know, every time we have a program, we, we have to wear these chef, chef's coats, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I didn't have my own for a really long time while I was working there. And I put on this other chef's coat one time. His name's Chef Corey Barrett, who works at Valley as a faculty member. And, uh, you know, this random, you know, community per uh, member walks up and we're like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Chef Corey. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm not Chef Corey. I mean, this okay, dude, okay. Was, he was on Iron Chef America, won the Spring Baking Championship. Like, that is too much pressure oh, right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm glad I got my own. Uh, call now. The, what was that building called that you work at? Uh, the Culinary and Allied Health Building. Yeah. That's sick that he works there. Yeah, yeah, he, he super, super great teacher, uh, you know, in and out of the uh, the, the traditional classroom. So, anyhow, yeah, I digress, awesome. but yeah. yeah, I'll be happy to do something cooking related. Yeah. Y'all want me to? Well, you can uh, keep a tab on Kalamazoo FC social media pages for some new outlets for probably some cooking inspiration and maybe some at home fitness. We'll throw that in there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find us on all your social media channels, um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're on there and we're trying to provide opportunities for people to kind of de-stress a little bit. And hopefully this podcast is a little mental vacation to take away from all the time that people have and all the bad going on. But we are here for the community of Kalamazoo and beyond that as well, just anybody. And I wanted to thank uh, Caleb and obviously my co-host Cruz for indulging all of us with your wisdom and words <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on yeah um but other than that this has been off ball banter by kalamazoo fc come on <laughs> <laughs> see you, everyone see ya, see ya. Looking to have your company shouted out on Off Ball Banter? Email banter at calmsufc.com for more info.